The new Premier League season is finally upon us. Arsenal, Crystal Palace on Friday to kick us off. I could not be more excited. I don't know about you, Ethan. Neither can I. It it seems like so much longer than it was because it always I feel seems like longer all, than the year before. <laughs> I feel like of all sports, the Premier League probably has, or just soccer in general, has probably the shortest off season yes, of any mile. sport. Yeah, it's and like yet, two and a half months. And yeah, it just seemed like so long ago. Well, it maybe because we were um, owed a World Cup, and yeah. it was not here. Maybe just like our like soccer mm-hmm. body clocks are a little bit thrown off, and it's gonna just be a sensory overload come November. Yeah. But we still have the women's Euros, though. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. England! Yeah. Well done. Brilliant performance. I finally came home, even <laughs> though you know the actual women's World Cup is still right here. Yeah. Soccer is home. Exactly. It's yeah. right here. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. Without any further ado, let's hop right into it. No intros today, no shenanigans, getting right to the beef. Who's getting relegated this year? In my opinion, I think I'll, ju- I'll just start with last place here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's got to be Bournemouth for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, just looking just right on paper, they just have the least amount of quality in their squad of any team in the league. I mean, they're not a big club. I'm saying big in terms of relative size, yeah. like... Uh, Fulham and Nottingham Forest, like their clubs with like a bit club. of history, yeah. like bigger fan base, so they can pull in like a bit more signings. Bournemouth isn't that way; they've never been the club that makes really big signings. Uh, they have a lot of nice young players. They have Travers and Goal, who I mm-hmm. like. Solanke had a great season for them last year. David Brooks is a player I really, I really like, and he's a good stint in I've the Premier like League. Brooks, yeah. yeah, he's a good player. But overall, their team is just pretty similar to the team that got relegated two years ago. Haven't made too many big signings, and yeah, I just can't see them staying up. I I agree they're getting relegated. I have them in 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have Nottingham Forest in dead last. I, I It's really between the two. It's You can't really pinpoint why one team would come over the other, especially the bottom of the table. But uh, they came second in the league last year. Uh, Nottingham Forest came fourth. So maybe they uh, – I'm not sure who the manager is of uh, Bournemouth, actually. Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you I, either. <laughs> I'm sure there was a reason why they came second, uh, like two points off of, uh, the title, uh, and Nottingham Forest came fourth. So I kind of gave the championship the benefit of the doubt there and put Bournemouth in 19th, Forest in 20th. But again, it's, I know we talked about it the other day, it's largely the same squad as it was when they got relegated yeah and they if, I, if anything it's worse because they lost Ake they yeah. lost Mings they lost Callum Wilson yeah I uh, mean Fraser too Fraser too yes yeah a lot of the players that kept them up for so many seasons gone mm-hmm. a lot much, much more younger side it it just reeks of like you know going up going right back down yeah same thing with Forrest uh they actually they got Lingard paid a shit mm-hmm. ton of money famously uh nico williams from liverpool omar richards um dean henderson on loan from uh, mm, that's pretty good that's signing. which is a good signing i'm not sure who the forest goalkeeper was before dean henderson but i assume well forest goalkeeper before he was pretty good i remember watching uh i think we both watched the uh final uh not final the semi-final shootout in the uh mm-hmm. in the playoffs and he was pretty good he was yeah. good throughout that whole game actually yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, Dean Henderson's a great. Addition. They also they lost Jed Spence, who I think uh-huh. was that was that was one of their best players. Uh, That's so gonna I be a loss. They'll be they'll be going down. At what position they come in, who knows? But they'll be going down. Uh, what about you? And actually, uh, well, 
I'll get into Nottingham Forest first because I actually have Nottingham Forest staying up. Okay. And maybe I'll get into them a bit later. I'll say they're staying up and I'll get okay, into them sure. a bit later when we go up the table. Uh, in 19th, I have Fulham. Okay. Um, I wasn't going to have them escaping the drop, but I do think that this is one of the stronger Fulham teams mm-hmm. um, that we've seen in their last couple of Premier League stints. Uh, I think this was one of their more impressive uh, championship seasons. I think in previous years, like, they've either finished second or won the playoff, but this year they outright won the championship. Sure. Um, Mitrovic was absolutely on fire. He broke the goal-scoring record in February. That February. something that doesn't really sound real, <laughs> to be honest. No. It, that it, happened it, in the <laughs> Premier League. You yeah. the Ballon d'Or. That's, like, the shit that goes down in my career mode <laughs> in FIFA. <laughs> but anyway, um... But there's just they're just still lacking that Premier League quality. Um, I mean they have they have a couple nice players in attack. Um, they have Mitrovic, they have uh Paulinha, or is it? It's not a Cal. Yeah, Jao Paulinha. Jao Paulinha. Yeah, he's a new signing. That'll be a nice addition. They lost Carvalho. Um, they lost Carvalho. And That's Aguisa, what I was thinking I of. Believe was one of their, uh, yeah, players. I think they lost him last season or the season before, but he was a good player too. So I think they'll actually be in a relegation battle. I don't think it'll be that straightforward, but still, again, they're just lacking the quality that the yeah. Premier League standard that you need to stay up in the Prem. And 18th? And in 18th, I have Brentford. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be a case of second season syndrome for them. Um, I really like Brentford, which is a shame. I think Thomas Frank is a fine manager yeah. and... I was really happy when Brentford got promoted because they had a big struggle to get here. But I think people forget how much they struggled before Ericsson came into the team. And obviously Ericsson left just as quickly. Um, they haven't, they've actually made some good signings. I yeah, think they made some fantastic signings. I think Ben Mee is a good signing. A great Thomas Strakosha on a free. Yeah. He's a decent keeper. Aaron um, Hickey from, uh, from Italy, the, the Scottish wingback. Yeah, he's a good signing, too. I just, you know, it's not necessarily down to the squad itself. I don't know. It's one of those gut-feeling things where you see often with these teams, I mean, look at Sheffield United. They finished yeah. ninth and then <laughs> one, dead last, and it wasn't even close. So, yeah, it's just one of those gut-feeling things where the loss of Ericsson is going to have just a massive impact. And, you know, there's, all, there's always one team every season that people don't really expect to go down too much mm-hmm. that finishes 18th i think brentford will absolutely put up a fight but they're my last pick to go down i as my last pick to go down have um a little you know i had to bite the bullet a little bit on this one leeds united i couldn't i couldn't bring myself <laughs> to do it i couldn't <laughs> i i'm gonna preface by saying i'm gonna root like hell for leeds united this season you know i might i might flick on a leeds fucking brentford game just to <laughs> see if they can pull out three points because it they they should be a fun team to watch this year a lot of young players uh, especially from an american point of view tyler adams brendan aronson jesse marsh is there an attack a pressing brand of soccer that has carried over from the bielsa days continues i just don't think they have the talent they lost calvin phillips and rafinha which is by far the two best players in this team. Yeah. You might well argue Patrick Bamford, but with his injuries, Calvin Phillips and Rafinha were the main reasons why this team had a shot of staying up last season. Mm-hmm. They lost both of them. You can't replace that in a season. And I think Jesse Marsh, an inexperienced manager at the Premier League level, is going to flounder. 
I hope I'm wrong because I want to see this team succeed, but I just think that even with the Brentfords out there and the Fulhams, I think they just might outperform Leeds this year. Yeah, it's a, it's a very strong take because I have Leeds finishing 17th okay, right so above the drop. So right this, is a, like. this is a good uh, transition. I think that, to be fair to Leeds, Calvin Phillips was out for most of last season, and that's probably why they were in yeah. such a big relegation battle. Um, but it is a good sign that they were able to survive without Calvin Phillips. Now, again, they barely. did lose. Barely. Very, very barely they survived without Calvin Phillips. Uh, again, they did lose Rafinha and Phillips. They're two best players, pretty undoubtedly. But they will hopefully have Bamford back and healthy this season. Leading That's the a line. big question mark, definitely. It, it is a question. I mean, he's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Whether he stays healthy, I mean, he's not necessarily a really injury-prone player. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily bank on him having an injury. Forget how good a season he had. Uh, they two were, years ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Leeds' debut season, they were so good yeah. with um, Phillips. And I think Rafinha was still there their debut season. Or is that just this season? I don't know. Not entirely sure. But they have signed some nice young players, like you said, nice American players. Adams and Aronson. Mark Rocco from uh, Bayern Munich. Yeah, that's a good uh, sign. Luis Sinistera from Sinistera I've heard good things about, too. So, yeah, I think that this team will be good enough to avoid the drop. It's not... Too yeah. much more complicated than that. Tight, it is a right. young team. It will yeah. be tight. They will struggle, especially with Jesse Marsh, who is, you know, a somewhat inexperienced manager, at least in the Premier League level. But I'll back them to avoid the drop, at least for the very sake of the mm-hmm. fact that I'm an American. <laughs> if I wasn't American, I'd probably have him going down, to be fair. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I couldn't bring honest. myself to do it. Uh, just avoiding the drop for me is Brentford. Uh-huh. Just, so he just, just had him swapped. Yeah. Uh, I think you basically ha- have more of a stomach than yeah. me. That's why. <laughs> that's why these are. Flipped. I um. I think that they actually made the signings this summer to keep them up. They did lose Christian Eriksen, which was um, obviously the heartbeat of their survival campaign last year. Uh, but I really like Aaron Hickey, Keen Lewis Potter, who is a young winger from Hull, I believe, is very good and a very good signing. I uh, Strakosh Gonafree was, uh-huh. was a steal in my opinion, and Ben Mee yeah. is a really, really good center back, yeah. especially for a team that's essentially like Burnley 2.0. Like you're going to be playing defensive football for a lot of the season. Uh, if you if Ben Mee can bag six goals off corners and you know a couple clean sheets at the back, he's a leader too. Yeah, like he's this is a fantastic signing, Ben Mee. Like people forget how good Ben Mee is. Um. And I think they won the job. I think the Leeds don't have that. And if they fire Thomas Frank at some point during the season, they just uh, put Ben Mee in the... (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. Positive EV decision-making. Such a versatile player manager. (laughs) Uh, All right, we'll roll into 16th. 16th, like I mentioned, I already had Nottingham Forest, so I talked about, so let's just get into yours. Uh, 16th, I have Everton. Uh I believe they finished 16th last season, or was it 15th, something like that? Maybe 15? Okay. It's well, they not finished that in, this, in this no man's land, and I think they're going right back. Uh, they brought in James Tarkowski, the mm-hmm. counterpart to Ben May, uh, all those years at Burnley. They also brought in Dwight McNeil, which I did uh-huh. not know. I don't know how I was hidden from that, but I did not know they brought in Dwight McNeil. Uh, unfortunately, they lost Richarlison. Massive, massive loss. Just, especially with all the passion they needed to stay up, he was kind of at the heartbeat of that. And they just kind of took him away. And now this team, I, I, I mean, 4 nothing to Minnesota United. Need I say anymore? <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
I know like local USL two teams that would beat mm-hmm. Manchester beat uh Minnesota United. That's insane. Four nothing, and they started their first eleven. That. I know you don't read into preseason, and I hardly... Well, here's the thing. I don't read into preseason unless it's egregious. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. If they lost to Minnesota United, it's like, all right, you lose yeah. to Minnesota United. Chelsea no, lost to fucking, uh, like, Charlotte on pegs. Yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. This is 4 nothing to Minnesota the, United. This is... <laughs> that is... You can't turn an eye to I'm that. I'm not saying that this is why they're coming <laughs> second. I wasn't going to put them in 12th. <laughs> Besides this, I was probably going to put them in 15th, but... I think 16th, they lost with Charleston. They lost Gilfie Sigurdsson, too. I don't know why. He's, he seemed pretty good. I mean... Oh, you don't? You actually the, don't know why? No, I know why. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the joke, actually. Um, yeah, they lost... I mean, they didn't have Sigurdsson for two years. Uh, Delph is gone. Tosin's gone, too. They brought in Tarkowski, Ruben Vinagra, and then uh, Dwight McNeil. I don't like Frank Lampard either. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he'll make it to Christmas, to be completely honest. I mean, he might just because he was kind of an insp- ins- source of inspiration. And they may want, might want to give him a little more time. Uh, also, he's a relatively new manager. They brought him in, like, midway through last season, right? Yeah, probably about um, midway. So, like, I, would, I think they might give him a little time. He might make it to Christmas, but I don't think he's making it to the end of the year. Uh, this team is going to flounder again. They just don't have talent, really. T- like, Tom Davies is there. Deli Dele- Alley's there. No more with Charleston. Do you see the Deli Alley miss, too, against Minnesota United? I, I wish I did. It was, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, they have, like, guys like Damari Gray, who I like, but mm-hmm. just they lost Dina, like, Keen and Mina back there. Now Tarkowski, like, Pickford is, you know, alligator arms. Like, <laughs> it's just... It's all fucking bad news bears and everything right now, and I think it's just going to get worse. I'm putting them in 16th. Well, again, a perfect transition, because I have them in 15th. Okay. So, I won't delve too much further into Everton, since we did talk a bit about them. Um, but yeah, again, just a team that I don't see a lot of ambition from them, necessarily. Like, they've made That's some signings, thing. but a lot of signings that just seem like security. That's a very good point. They've signed yeah. Tarkowski, they... They signed Tarkowski, they, they signed, signed McNeil. Two Burnley players who are like the um, face of Premier League security for four yeah. years. They're like, we got to turn to Burnley yeah. as quick as possible. Actually, I don't know if you saw, but they're very close to signing uh, Adrisa Gay now. Like, oh, that's okay. that's actually yeah. pretty close that to, uh, here signing. we go. Yeah. yeah, again, another just, he's an older player. He's getting into his early 30s. Uh, yeah. Another Premier League player. I mean, he's a former Everton player. Again, these point. are just signings that scream like security. Like, we just don't want to. That is a very good point. Yeah. Just absolutely self-employed again yeah and like you said Richarlison's such a big loss i could see them doing well if uh calvert lewin returns to that form he had two seasons ago yeah but i don't know there's no guarantees kind about that because he kick. really had a yeah. terrible season kind of a last corner year merchant, to be honest yeah <laughs> so yeah i have them finishing 15th this season for me 15th is fulham uh they scored 104 goals in the championship last year the next highest was 74. Wow. They scored they were a juggernaut last year. A quiet juggernaut. Uh they won the league, obviously, scoring 104 goals. They beat up on teams last year. There is no way they're going down this year. They they no way. They have they have talent. They brought in Andreas Pereira and Kevin Mbabu, mm-hmm. who are two good signings, in my opinion. Pereira's talented. He's not that old. I like either. Pereira. Yeah. I actually do. Uh, he, um, he came up when he was eight. I was struggling to think of the names because I knew mm-hmm. Fulham made a couple good signings, but I actually do like Pereira. Yeah. I think he just didn't work uh, out. Kevin Mbabu is good, too, from, uh, from uh-huh. Wolfsburg. Yeah. Uh, and he provides security at the back. They lost Carvalho, who is, like, you know, a prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Michael Seri is, you know, an older guy. 
but they just they just mm. killed teams last year and they're gonna roll i mean i don't have them higher they're not gonna be like a breakout championship team they don't have that type of talent but uh-huh. you know Mitrovic has premier league experience he's not just a championship merchant although he did score a ridiculous amount of goals last year i i believe fulham's gonna stay up and pretty comfortably at 15th I can't necessarily say the same, but I don't I don't necessarily mind the pick because I think like I have Forrest as the only team coming up who will stay up. Yeah. But I genuinely believe that Fulham arguably have more upside than Nottingham Forest just because of like you said, just how good they yeah, were they going. Were a juggernaut, and you know who knows? It. Mitrovic could eventually, you know, score goals in the prem. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But again, in my opinion, you know, they've made some good signings. And I think they will be in a relegation battle. I don't think, you know, it's yeah. got to be one of those where all season you're saying, well, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, just for me, I don't see enough quality there, but I don't mind the pick necessarily. 14th? Um, yeah, so I'm 14th. I have Southampton. And I also have Southampton at <laughs> 14th, so we can. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Cooperatively. Um, so believe it or not, Southampton have finished. 15th and four of their last five seasons or no 15th or worse in four of their last five I seasons it. i believe it. i thought they were a bit better than that i put them 14th and i thought like you know that's probably like on like the lower side for them but it's really not apparently no. um they're, yeah they're just it's just southampton this is yeah. around where they finish i mean they haven't strengthened that much they haven't lost many no. players if they lost ward prowse this, been... this is an average southampton <laughs> yeah. summer right here like uh, Gavin Bazunu from mm. City is like a prospect, yeah. and Sekuma, uh, Sekumara from Bordeaux is yeah. like a rotational pick. Mm-hmm. Like I know they signed uh, Aribo, is it? Uh, from I think Rangers, maybe. Okay, or maybe there's more than one Aribo. But I saw him in preseason; he wasn't bad. But again, I'm not reading too much into that. It's a Southampton team that hasn't lost too many players, and again, every team's got to make signings. You know they've signed a couple of nice young players, mm-hmm. but I have zero reason to believe that Southampton are going to do anything different in the Prem than they've done in the previous I, seasons. I think part of the reason why I'm putting them as high as 14th is because there's the bottom six is pretty weak. I mean, you got three promoted teams: Everton, who stink. Uh, who else is down here? Brentford, who are not that good. Leeds, who are really not that good. Like, they're just, like, this field, I don't think is particularly good. Like, we've had better talent in the mm-hmm. bottom six than, than this. And I think in an in a average Premier League year, Southampton probably finished closer to 16th. But I just think there's, like, an abundance of, like, poor quality teams at the bottom of the table uh-huh. that just aren't. Like, Southampton yeah. will take three points. It's round. odd because I think we have like a stronger like mid table. Yes. Nowadays, yeah, than... Wolves like Leicester. Uh, we'll get to Leicester later, uh-huh. but they at least have talent. Like, mm. uh, Aston Villa strengthened uh-huh. a lot. Newcastle obviously. Yeah, like such takeover. a we have such a strong like mid table, and then once you get to the, it's almost like it's, it's such a huge drop off. Separating a little bit. Yeah. Like, at one point, there it was much more uh, evenly spread, but mm. it seems like the the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Yeah, almost. Um, but yeah, fourteenth. Like you said, uh, Southampton, just kind of where they belong. Uh, more for me about the teams around them, that the teams better than them are better than them, and the teams below them are just simply worse, yeah. talent-wise. Um, 13th? 13th, I, 13th, I have Crystal Palace. I also have Crystal <laughs> Palace in 13th. Yeah. Again, these are two very, like... <laughs> 
status quo predictions. Yes. Because there's really no reason to believe that they won't do similar things. Crystal Palace, um, again, they finish right around here pretty much every season. They finish between, I think I did the math, and I have a room down here. They haven't finished higher than 10th or lower than 15th in their nine-year Premier League stint so far. I, I, that's, yeah, that, there's probably a lot of teams you could say that for, to be honest. Yeah, so, I mean, they're a hover team. They just hover between, you know, above the relegation zone, but never really threatening to be relegated and mid-table. And they haven't really signed anybody big, yeah. but they never do. That's just not really their transfer policy. Um, they had a good season last year, and Patrick Vieira, he's a good manager. Yeah. Um, but they I thought did... they were going down last year, to be honest. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but I didn't expect the likes of like Connor Gallagher, uh, Tyreek Mitchell, uh, Mark Gahey, like all those young players to really break out in that team. Yeah. And they did lose Connor Gallagher, um, which you know it will be a loss for yeah. them. But they won't flounder too much, I don't think. I mean, because they still have a really good core, and they always just seem to finish around here. The thing with Palace is like they're too inconsistent to be higher up the table but they obviously yeah. have the talent like you know i love Hudson edward i think he's a really good striker and he's still young wilfred zaha is undoubtedly talented mm. yeah uh, it's probably i think his best goal scoring season yeah, last year uh, 14 this team has a ceiling of eighth but a floor of 17th when you know guys like zaha who have egos start to lose their head and mm-hmm. stop and lose discipline that being said mitchell gay younger guys that can develop that they'll be better than Olise too. I forgot to yeah. mention he's a great player. Um, uh, Eze, Ebe, Eze. Ebe, Eze, right? Um, all these guys, young players that will be better than they were last year. They have a ceiling of eighth. I if they finish eighth this year, I I can't say I didn't see it coming. But the combination of their ceiling being eighth and their floor being sixteenth just puts them twelfth or thirteenth. So I put them in thirteenth. Yeah. Um, twelfth. Twelfth at Brighton. Okay. What? Not, uh, not, not the same, the same pick? Not okay. The same. All right. Um, so, yeah, Brighton had their best season in the Premier League last year to date, ninth. A very impressive season. And it's one where they overperformed. Their squad is not a team that is in the top half of the Premier League on paper. And even though I do believe in Grandfather as a manager, and I think he is a good manager, mm-hmm. I just think that there's going to be a drop-off this season. It's a natural thing. Um, they haven't made any big signings uh so yeah there's not really that much to it i think you know there's just gonna be a bit of a drop off there there's some other mid table clubs that i think either underperformed or have just strengthened more than brighton and will overtake them Mm. so i think you know around 12th is arguably in my opinion 12th is probably if i was making a premier league table on paper brighton wouldn't even be as high as 12th they'd Mm. probably be like in around above the relegation zone. Because okay. they have a nice front line. They have Mopet and Trossard, and I think those are nice players. Mm-hmm. But they did lose Basuma. And having a proven Premier League defensive uh, center mid is just something that is constantly overlooked, and you yeah. just never know the effects of losing that type of player. So I think that could, be, that could be a big loss for them. I don't think it will be a huge loss mm-hmm. because, again... I think Grandfather, as a manager, has done a good job with them and will continue to do so, but there will be a bit of a drop-off. So, a, a 12th place finish is that, where I That is them. a drop-off, because they've been very impressive over the last two seasons. I think they finished 11th, and they, like, beat everybody on expected goals. <laughs> like, they yeah. have not, they've <laughs> performed in this area and finished in this area, but performed like an 8th place team. 
So they played very well, but I agree they they will drop off this season at least a little bit. Uh, but I don't have them in twelve. I have Leicester City in twelve. They have made no signings, and in the Premier League, if you are not improving, you are regressing. That is mm. common. Knowledge. I firmly believe in that. Yes. There, that is absolutely common knowledge. Um, and I don't think Barrage is good enough to overcome something like that. Like Barrage being Brendan Rodgers, yes. by the way. <laughs> uh, just for all those who don't listen to Men of Blazers, uh. Just a dry summer. No significant outs, though. Didn't lose Madison and Didi, mm-hmm. um, Vardy, any of those guys. Newcastle really won Madison, though. I don't know if you've been seeing that. But uh, I think Newcastle bid, like, 50 mil for Madison. And, Madison? And I think the exact quote I saw from Brendan Rodgers was that, like, 50 million wouldn't buy you, like, three quarters of Madison's <laughs> left leg. <laughs> I, I do like Madison a lot. I... So, at the very least, it seems like Leicester are gonna firmly hold on to them yes yeah uh then they have some young players like harvey barnes i think is awesome mm-hmm. uh shrewsbury hall drewsbury hall drewsbury hall i think is really james good. justin i think is coming james back justin, from injury Wesley too Fofana. like Fofana, again talent. another player who i think they're really trying to hold on to I, so. I don't really have concrete evidence why they're going to regress this year other than the mm-hmm. fact that they haven't made any signings they, they're just due for a season where it just doesn't go their way, you know? They're going to have a whole season with Fafana, but will they? Like, he had a pretty, he suffered a pretty devastating injury last year. Um, like, Schmeichel's not getting any younger. Vardy's not getting any younger. Uh, Indeedy, like, has he completed a full season? He's been injured, like, 20 games out of every season for the last two years. Like, I, there's just so many question marks for this team. I like Brendan Rodgers as a manager, but he's due for a, a regression. This team just, bottom line, due for a regression. They have talent, but I just don't think it's going to come together this season. They could lose some players in January if it goes badly before Christmas. I have been 12. I'll get into Lester Lair, but I actually believe almost the exact opposite. Right. And so. you're allowed to do so. <laughs> so I'll get into that once we arrive upon Lester in my table. But... Uh, in the meantime, in 11th, is that where we are? 11th? I have Wolves. I also um, have Wolves in 11th. Okay. So, like you said, um, in the Premier League, if you're not uh, improving, you're regressing. Yeah. Or if you're stagnating, yes. you're regressing. And I think that's pretty much the case with Wolves. Um, yeah. Wolves, they, you know, they had a year where they dropped off a bit. Even though they did put the pressure on the top four for... Pretty much up until, I'd say, almost like February yeah. or March, really. But in the end, they kind of did drop off to about where they probably deserved. And I, I think, think 10th the, they finished last Jimenez, year. Jimenez, Adama Traore, Ruben Neves, Magic kind of wore off a little bit. Yeah, they they haven't been able to replace the goals of Diogo Jota and Jimenez. Diogo Jota, of course. Because uh, Jimenez, he just hasn't been at the same level since that awful head injury which yeah. is a real shame yeah it is a real yeah. shame and i think he um, can return to his best this season maybe but in my opinion again it's just gut feelings or thing i just don't see him returning to that level um they s- put fabio silva on loan mm-hmm. someone who i never thought would work out and maybe he does in the end but at this season for the very the, least he won't be a factor lost Roman says too. the Ro- that's that's one of the things yeah. i was gonna get into he's a big big player for them he's been there for their entire premier league stand he's kind of like and i won't say like the heartbeat of the team but kind of just An like Iron a central Man, figure yeah, yeah definitely versatile player you can play in defensive midfield or you can fill in at center back um yeah he was a big loss um they'll get Adama Traore back um they'll get uh Catrone back but 
again, like Petrunelli is not really going to replace the goals at striker no. for them. Um, they also lose out on Trincao too. It's basically Barca and Wolves did a swap there, kind of. Okay. Um, so I think that's going to be a net sum zero game yeah. on the right wing. Um, but yeah, again, as I'll get into, just other mid-table clubs, I think, have improved more or yeah. are due for a better season than last year, and I just don't think Wolves have improved enough. I honestly so I see them slipping just a bit more. The only thing they're up at 11th is because Bruno Lage. Like, I just like him as a manager. Yeah, I like Bruno Lage as a manager, and Wolves, just historically in the Premier League, they're a nice, defensively solid, structured yeah. team. And yeah. if, if you have structure and if you're defensively sound, yeah. Usually you're you'll be all right yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean so. they still have Willie Baller, they still have Connor Cody. Uh-huh. Um, but again, losing Saul had a really good season. Is a big issue with that. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. Eleventh is probably where they belong. Tenth, tenth, I have West Ham. Okay, and I think that's probably one of the bigger surprises I have in this list. And yeah. there is absolutely no real reason i can point to as to why i think they'll finish 10th because i actually like the signings that they've made skamaka is a signing who has a nice pedigree he had a good season in Serie A last year and they definitely need another striker to back up uh antonio because he's just so injury prone i think when they're both healthy they'll still go with antonio but mm. health is by far antonio's yeah, biggest issue for sure. and I don't even want to say the name because I'm going to butcher it, but Agurd. Agurd. <laughs> Agurd. Now you have Agurd, yeah. A big A. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good signing, too. I've heard good things about him. Um, and, again, they desperately need depth at center back. Yeah. So there's no real reason why I would have them in 10. But I have them in 10 <laughs> because, I don't know, just the thing I've seen in the Premier League for the last couple years and recent years is that Teams tend to, or outside big six teams, when they have like two seasons of like pushing for the yeah. European places, they have like a drop or, or off a the third season. Yeah. Similar like Wolves, like Wolves again, yeah. they they were pushing, they finished seventh consecutive years yeah. pushing for the European places, and then they had the drop off. Sure. Leicester, they choked top four big time in two consecutive seasons. They yeah. were a game away from finishing <laughs> Champions League. And then the next season, obviously last season, big drop-off. Yeah. That's kind of what I see for West Ham. There's no real reason why they should drop off. Same way there's no real reason Leicester should have dropped off, or Wolves necessarily. But that's just what I have. The Premier League's unpredictable. This is me trying to predict the unpredictability. Just a gut I, prediction. I respect bet- uh, you know, betting on trends. You know, I think there's a lot more trends that we that go unnoticed in the Premier League. I have them one spot up in ninth, um, mm-hmm. which I'll get to in a second. But in tenth, I have Brighton. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna do a little better than your twelfth. Basuma is a big loss, and their ins are one and Ciso. He's, uh, I believe, a Brazilian eighteen year old or an Argentinian eighteen year old, like a player for the future. So again, they're regressing as they finished, I believe, ninth last year. Yeah, ninth. Uh, so they're regressing by a spot. I just like Graham Potter so much. Yeah. I think I like Graham Potter, but I know that you're like a I, huge Graham Potter I fan. I think he's one of the best managers in the Premier League. And the fact that he's gotten this Brighton team with such little talent to perform this well is like unparalleled. Like there are 
teams, like five teams that are going to finish below Brighton this year that are more talented on paper than Brighton, but they're just so well coached. And they got Lamptey back, which is a big deal because he had a really good yeah. season before he got injured. Um, if he doesn't leave, I think that's a huge boost. Their defense is routinely solid. Robert Sanchez is fine. Basuma's the loss. Basuma's the question mark. Can yeah. they replace Basuma? Uh, I don't think. I like I said, they'll regress one spot, but I don't think it's gonna kill them because I just think they're just too well coached. And I like Leandro Trossard a lot. I think he's like the Jack Grealish esque player in this team, where like everything goes through him. He'll score like ten goals this season. I'll probably draft him in fantasy because he's mm. just a stud in my yeah. Opinion. Uh, I hate Neil Mopé for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, a but ass. I respect but... <laughs> I respect his production. Yeah, uh, I just think that they they're just so well coached they'll finish there. No, I don't disagree with that yeah. pick whatsoever. Ninth, ninth, I have Aston Villa. I don't have I have them higher, but go ahead. Um, I was very close to putting them higher. Yeah. I honestly was thinking about putting them as high as seventh and yeah. right on the edge of the big six. Um. But I think that we'll both agree, since clearly we have them pretty well above where they finished last year, that they're due for a big season just because they are so talented, especially going forward. I mean, the options going forward. I mean, they have Ings, Watkins, Bailey, and Buendia. And going through the midfield, they have Coutinho, um, John McGinn, and uh, Jacob Ramsey, who I really like. He's a really nice up-and-coming player. Mm -hmm. And all those players in the midfield and in in the forward line can score goals and set up goals. They really should be a free-scoring team this season. Uh, I like Jared as a manager. He did really well with the Rangers, and I think it's only a matter of time before he gets this team up and running. Uh, They made a nice signing in Diego Carlos, too, at the back. I think that's a very good signing. He should help them shore up that back line. I still like um, Emmy Martinez as a keeper. I know you don't, or at least as a person, but you like him as a keeper. I respect him as a keeper. (laughs) But, yeah, I think that this Aston Villa team without a doubt is a team that has the quality to be a top half team they could be even higher i think arguably i wouldn't be surprised but for now i have them in ninth just because last season they just they were really underwhelming so i can't guarantee that they'll make huge huge strides forward but i think they'll definitely be a much better side this year just because of how good their squad is yeah i i I agree i have them in eighth i'll dive into them too um yeah but you said it all they're just so deep um their team on paper is as good as it gets for uh you know a ninth through seventh ranked team in this league uh you could argue they're the most talented team outside the top six uh and i don't know if it's much of an argument to be honest they're they're just really deep and i have them one higher but uh in ninth i have west ham uh finished seventh last season very good season for them kind of a David Moyes, remontada, if you will. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one really thought he would get this team churning what they were, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cooking the way they were. Uh, Samaka, again, they needed a striker. They they got their man, I guess. I, I don't know too much about him. Never really seen him play. Feels like another kind of shot in the dark. Like Holler. Like Holler. Uh... Almost, like, reminds me of Gabby Adini for uh, Southampton. Oh, yeah, him? I remember. It just... It just <laughs> It, it it just seems like a pick they didn't do much research on. They're like, he scored goals. Like, he's got to score goals for us type uh-huh. deal. Uh, hopefully it works out for him. Like, I'm rooting for West Ham. Uh, I like David Moyes. I respect what he's done with this team last year. 
at his age, uh, they lost Mark Noble, who was their club captain. Yeah. So they got to replace the club captain, which is, you know, people don't understand the type of effect that has in the locker room. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they lost Ryan Fredericks, too, but they have their, their right back already. But yeah. Suchak is really good. Declan Rice, I mean. Yeah, that holding midfield. There. Yeah, <laughs> what more can you say about Declan Rice? Uh, Bornalis was fantastic last season. Jared Bowen was fantastic last season. Cal uh, Antonio scored some goals last season. Uh, it's really just the nine. They are crying out for a score, a, a number nine that can score. Hopefully it's Samaka. Hopefully it's Mikel Antonio, I guess. Uh, they just need If he's healthy, Antonio nine. is a perfectly yeah. capable he's number capable nine. He's capable number nine to get them ninth. But if they really want to be ambitious, I wish they were more ambitious in this window because they have a really good platform with, you know, Suchak and Rice and maybe some up-and-coming center backs, Babuena, you know, uh, Diop. Fabianski's good in goal. They have, like, a, a solid core. I wish they would, like, be a little bit more ambitious, go for, like, a... Uh, maybe like an Ericsson, you know, on the window instead of that would be a nice yeah. sign. Um, but they didn't. They went for Samaka. If he works out, I think they might finish eighth. But he'll probably score maybe nine goals. Okay, eighth, eighth. I have Newcastle. Um, seems like we both are on the same page with Newcastle yeah. making huge strides forward. I mean, since the takeover, they've been one of the best teams in the league. I think if you, I I tried to, I tried my very best to find a second half of the league table. I found one like up until April where they were second. I think they may have slipped like just a little bit in that table because I looked and like Man City played two less games and obviously City won out from that point. But the point is, as soon as the takeover happened in January onward, they're one of the best teams in the league, like probably at least top six, like six at worst. Um, dominant too. Yeah, they were really dominant, and there's absolutely no reason why they would slow down, really, because they have essentially was a blank check. But more importantly, they're spending it in a very conservative and yeah. smart manner. Yeah. They're not going out very there and just Nick, buying Nick career Pope. mode players. Nick Pope's an awesome mm-hmm. signing. They're signing a perfect balance of Premier League proven players and young european up-and-comers yeah. and again if you look at their summer business this window the two main signings nick pope premier league experience mm-hmm. and sven botman um i'm not sure how young he is i think he's like middle age yeah. like probably like mid-20s but you know nice young uh european talent who's gonna be a good player for them and yeah i think i think first of all i don't think their business is done yet i wouldn't believe so considering that they do have the money to spend and there are some you know holes that they can fill so i don't like to anticipate too much about a team making signings but i think it's almost inevitable that with a month left in the window they'll make some they'll make some decent signings and yeah eddie howe's done a great job with this team and they have all the funds necessary and again they can make big january signings if they want to they don't have to just reduce it to this window mm-hmm. so i think throughout the season as a whole newcastle are going to be a force to be reckoned with and they'll just miss out on the european places yeah. i think they'll survive without conference league next uh, season <laughs> in eighth for me is villa uh, again i'm not going to speak too much on them because i think you said it all yeah they're, i just i just think they're so talented they, uh, and their losses this summer matt target connor horhan and Trezeguet. Mm-hmm. Not affecting the team whatsoever, in my opinion. Maybe Matt Target. Uh, but he's a left back, and they have Lucas Dina. Like, Dina, Carlos, 
Diego uh, Douglas Louise is fantastic. Uh, Coutinho, Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings, uh, Tyrone Mings is good. Emmy Martinez. Yeah. Like this team is arguably the most talented team outside the top six, and it's not even close. Uh, it's really down to Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard has coached two teams in his career: Rangers and now Villa. And Rangers did not have the talent. That they're they're a Scottish team. Mm. Not there's no knock on Scotland, but it's not the Premier League. Yeah, they were ambitious for trophies there but it, you, it's not the same level of talent you don't have to have the tactical master class at rangers because they just have the talent to win and they had a an average aston villa team now he has a good average aston villa team this is the best team he's ever managed in his life now he needs to figure out a way to like consistently score goals with this team and not just rely on talent it's really on steven gerrard if he can get them into shape they could push top six if not they could seriously flounder like, we've seen some teams, you know, spend big in the window, like, have a decent season, spend big in the window, aiming for, you know, six, uh, eight, seventh or eighth, and then regress, just because they can't figure it out with this talent. West Ham has done that plenty of times. Yeah. Uh, it's one or the other. And I think that they're going to push very hard, but they might fall slightly because it's just not going to work out perfectly. Maybe in ne- next year or the year after that, making some more good signings, continuing on this Upward trajectory, maybe they push seventh or sixth, but right now I think eighth is a good spot for them. Um, and seventh, I believe you have Leicester City. I do. I think it'd probably be easier if you just talk about Newcastle since you already got into it. Sure. So uh, yeah, uh, since obviously again, Newcastle. Newcastle uh, unless you yeah, haven't going top six, but yeah, no, right I have here. them seventh. Yeah. <laughs> I I just think they're that good. Like, I I just another thing is I love Eddie Howe. Always have. I think he did a fantastic job with Bournemouth. I don't think he should have got fired, to be honest. Uh, I think the signing, when they when Newcastle signed Eddie Howe, I was like, this is officially a real deal team. Like, if they went and got some, like, Sam Allardyce bullshit, I would have said, like, okay, they got a couple more years before they can move on to a different manager and then push. Mm-hmm. This is, Eddie Howe is that manager for them. He is really good. Alan St. Maximon is one of the best wingers in the league, like top five wingers in the league, and people never talk about it. He turned Joe Linton into, from a striker into a center mid. I've never <laughs> seen that happen before in professional <laughs> soccer, but he did it, and he's a stud. Uh, they just, Trippier's good. Like, they got Nick Pope in the summer. Sven Botman's another good player. They, they're good. They're just good. <laughs> and they were Gamarish, and you can't say enough good things about him. They're just really, really good. And... They figured something out at the end of last season. I don't know what it was, but they Eddie Howe figured something out, and they were dominant. They weren't just winning games. They were dominant. They butchered Arsenal. I can't believe I watched 90 minutes of that game. Yeah. I don't know why I did. Arsenal never had a chance in, in that That game, game was over in 25 <laughs> minutes. Away to Newcastle. It was over. And it was one of the biggest games of Arsenal season, and they finished it in 25, 30 minutes. It was over. I could have turned it off. They bullied that team. They were fantastic last season. They could do some damage this year. I have been seventh. Take it away. Yeah. So obviously we've already talked about Newcastle. And mm-hmm. as you said, my pick for seventh is Leicester. Okay. And like I said about 20 minutes ago, you say they're due for a regression. I think they're due for an improvement mm-hmm. because Leicester have been very, um, I'm completely blanking on the word. Uh, they've been stubborn in the transfer window. Obviously, in terms of signing players, but also in terms of letting players go. Um, 
they're not going to let Madison go. Brandon Rodgers has made that absolutely clear unless they receive a ridiculous offer, which I wouldn't rule out. It's the Saudis <laughs> <laughs> at Newcastle. So I wouldn't rule out, you know, them selling uh, Madison for another $80 million, have mm-hmm. a Maguire situation on their hands, even though I'm sure it'll turn out better than Maguire. But yeah. again, that's beside the point. Um, Rodgers, again, said about Fafana that they're not going to let him go either. Um and they're just a team with a lot of quality. You said Vardy, like, you know, he's getting older. He is, but he had as good of a, a goals per minute uh, or goals per game per 90 ratio to Mohamed Salah mm-hmm. last year because, um, you know, Vardy was injured. But I s- still think he ended up with, like, 15 goals. And even when Vardy's out or if he regresses, I think Pats and Daka and Kalechi Iheanacho are both very capable strikers to fill the role. They have Harvey Barnes. Um, they have a lot of young players like you already got into. Um, yeah, I think they're due for a season where they bounce back a bit because they have a lot of quality. And I do believe in Brendan Rodgers. I think he's a very good manager. And, you know, hopefully they make some signings. They haven't yet. If anything, that makes it almost inevitable that they will at some point. You'd think. You'd think, to be fair. Uh, but, yeah, I just think that this is a high-quality Leicester team that have pr- proved their quality before and mm-hmm. that will – uh, do what very well this season. I don't think they'll push for top six. I think it'll be one of those seasons where there's a pretty big gap between yeah. six and seventh, unlike last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I see them sitting in a conference league spot. And with that, rounds out the other fourteen. But our top six, all the top six teams are the same for us. So mm. we're gonna go team by team. We'll finish with City Liverpool because yeah. they're the one twos for us. Uh, and we'll start from the ground up. So we'll start with Manchester United. We'll do this together. Where do you have Manchester United finishing? I have United in sixth. Okay, I have them in fifth. Fifth. What do you have in sixth? I have them in sixth just because, again, I like all the big six this season, actually. I think they're all improving. I don't think there's any of them that are going to do worse than they did. Um, well, worse in terms of just how they perform from last season, mm-hmm. even if they don't necessarily get better in terms of league position. But with United, I just, I just don't know about Ten Hag. That doesn't mean that I doubt him. I just genuinely don't know about him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All I saw is what he did with Ajax in that Champions League run. Um, but I don't know how his tactics and his managerial... Um, ways and philosophy is going to translate to this united team to this to this league you know it's so hard to transition into the premier league there's no real um and like i said i don't read into preseason unless it's anything drastic united have done well in preseason but they haven't like blown people away Uh um you i think man united fans might have (laughs) something else to say about that maybe I think every team maybe their team blows everybody away i think they think the martial ballon d'or clause may be relevant <laughs> at some point but anyway um also in the transfer market they haven't done anything that much i mean they signed lissandra martinez very nice signing but in that that back line was just an absolute shambles last year yeah and it's just plugging one hole in a ship with yeah. many holes yeah. so i i if you'll allow me, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Shaw is okay at best. He had a good season last year, but he did not have a good uh, two years ago. And then the Euros where he played well, but he did not play well last season. 
Aaron Wambasaka was dreadful. Yeah. He wasn't bad. He was dreadful. Maguire, need I say more? Uh-huh. Rafael Varane was not good last year. He's a non-factor, year. Yeah, really. he was not good. And that's one of the things where I'm like, hopefully their talent is what gets them up to, like, I'm in fifth. That's what gets them up to fifth, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. if Eric Ten Hag can unlock this talent, which clearly it's there, Sancho, Bruno, uh, Rafael Varane, Marcus Rashford is really good. He's really good. And he was really good. Yeah. And then he kind of just, with this string of bad managers, fell off. They lost Pogba. lost Cavani. They lost a lot of players. Pogba, Cavani, Mata, Lingard, Andres Pereira, Dean Henderson, Talon, and Manny Matic, who was one of their most consistent players last year. Uh, their defensive midfield right now is still McFred. <laughs> and if that doesn't just chill the bones of every <laughs> single manchester united fan like how if i was a manchester united fan i don't know how i'd get excited about this season other than the fact that i have a new manager a highly touted new manager you're holding midfield is scott mctominay and fred and granted fred had a good season last year but this holding midfield will not do any damage in the premier league relative to where they should be mm-hmm. they i'm stunned that they weren't going for telemans or somebody else well they are interested in telemans to be fair maybe they're interested but i haven't heard much Mm. i'm stunned that they weren't going for like uh tukumani from monaco well to be fair they're going for de jong but de jong's not going for that okay i forget about de jong yeah if they get de jong okay de jong is in my opinion de jong is the only man who can fix their midfield that they can realistically i absolutely (laughs) love frankie de jong i think he's one of the best pure eights in the world i think not even united can fuck them up yeah that's <laughs> i think that's true uh if they get to young which i we're it's not looking gonna, less and less I'm likely to get into the now. barcelona yeah. situation because that we could do an hour and a half long podcast yeah. on that alone uh but if they get to young that fixes a lot of their problems however ronaldo right now is like just a black hole of mm. of uncertainty yeah news content right now like he wasn't even in training and then he like comments on instagram sunday the king plays and then he plays and then he yells like there's pictures of him like arguing with ten hog on the yeah. sideline like I-, I looked at projected lineups martial's playing left wing for this team like i hope to god for man united fans that's not true like i'm sure he got a little bit better gained a little bit of confidence at sevilla but like where's rashford it- mm. it's a- it i don't know uh, they just there's a lot of question marks but a lot of talent and the only reason i don't have them lower is because i don't know about the manager so i have them fifth chelsea i have chelsea in third okay um i think that the concerns with chelsea based on preseason or whatever else are being overblown i think i think they're being blown out of okay. proportion i, I, I think- can't disagree i i personally disagree with that uh-huh. but I'm not. I know we have necessarily in the right here. Yeah, uh, and I'll get into mine after uh-huh. you get into yours. So I think Sterling is actually a very good signing for them. I think he'll bring a consistent flow of goals to the front line, and I think Chelsea will probably clear out a lot of baggage on that front line. Like I think Werner, I think there's a good chance he may go out on loan. Hmm. You don't know. On loan, interesting. Yeah, I've seen links with Juventus and uh, RB Leipzig actually. Okay. Um, and I think that Koulibaly is a very good signing. Uh, at center back, even though they did lose Rudiger and Christensen, I think Koulibaly yeah. is a high quality proven and center back who will fill that role. Potentially as Pelicueta too. And I think that's a big concern for the Chelsea doubters. 
But in my opinion, it's really about Tuchel. I really like him as a manager, and I think he's just such a good defensive manager. He took this Chelsea team, he took a Chelsea defense that was eighth in the Premier League in December and won the Champions League with that same defense. Last year, he went to two finals and didn't concede. that's now no longer there, to be fair. Well, he did replace, he put Koulibaly back in that defense. And I think, was Rudiger, Christensen, like, they're decent defenders, but they're nothing special. It's not like he lost Rudiger, Van Dijk. Rudiger was, Rudiger very, was very good, good but Christensen, Christensen was... was pretty good last season, too. I'm telling you. They, well, they he's pretty good like, because of Tuchel. I, That's what I, I believe. I think Tuchel, his defensive structure at Chelsea has been was has been why they've been so good defensively, not necessarily because of the personnel. I believe it's been the manager. Sure. So I think whoever they have back there, and I think that without a doubt they'll have sufficient center backs. They still have Koulibaly. They still have Thiago Silva. He's aging, but he's still a very veteran center back. I still believe that Chelsea have the talent going forward, and obviously they still have Mason Mount and you know, all those players going yeah. forward. Um, so I think there's still a third place team in the Premier League. I'm six. I figured. Uh, not even their defense, which is not going to be as good this year, nearly. Uh, also, Mendy looked like shit in the preseason, but that's besides the point. And towards the end of last season. Uh, this team was on a pretty s- obvious and objectively declining slope for the last three months of last season. They put in very few good performances. Uh, they don't have a striker either. It's Kai Havertz, who is really not a number nine. He He's came, a false nine. He came up as a ten. He like, can play as a false nine. You at Leverkusen, he kind of plays a false nine. I think. They and if you develop him in that position, they need to do better. I, and also, I don't like Kai Havertz. I think he's pretty bad, and I have for a while, and he hasn't really proved me wrong yet. Uh, Havertz is not that good. Timo Werner, as I mean, Chelsea fans seem to think he played well. I disagree. Uh, he misses chances left and right. They got Raheem Sterling in. That's a very big. I think it's even bigger than Koulibaly is Raheem Sterling because he can make up slightly for the fact that they had done of a nine. But their midfield is Kovacic Kante, which is good. Uh, but where's Mason Mount in this team? Mason Mount can play off the right. He does. He can play anywhere, but like, does that displace um, Ziyech, who's not getting any playing time? Does it displace Sterling, who's now a, a a starter? Does it displace Havertz? Like, there's a lot of wingers, and I their talent is just concentrated in areas that are going to just not be that great for him. And I think Tuchel is on his way out. I'm gonna make a bold prediction and say that he could be gone by Christmas. Due to two things. One, I don't think they're going to be that good this year, as I've made it very clear. Uh-huh. And two, Chelsea are very quick to pull the trigger on managers, which is undeniable. It, I know, can't deny that. Four fact. bad results in a row and he's out. Like, despite what he did a couple years ago. This shit could hit the fan very quickly for Chelsea, and I don't think people understand that. That being said, moving to the second part two, that being said, their window is not finished. Yeah, they are targeting slash pursuing many players to plug a lot of the holes that I just talked about. Uh, they just had Kunde ripped out from under them. Now they're going for 
somebody else, I believe, at center back who I I, I saw him recently, but I can't remember who it was. I think they're going for Fofana, but Fofana, yes, thank you. But then again, Leicester being very yes. stubborn. Um, they've had a lot of their targets ripped out by specifically Barcelona. Uh, they it's clear they need a nine, and if they get a nine, that could solve a lot of the problems. I don't Havertz is not a nine in my opinion, and if he is, they're going to struggle. That's kind of it. Also, their defense has regressed significantly. Thiago Silva is not getting any younger. He was good last season, but he's not getting any younger. I don't care what he did last season. Uh, Shalaba is not good at all. Uh, Malongsar is utter garbage. Uh, but Koulibaly is very good. And hopefully, he can, he's been at Napoli for so long. Hopefully, he's, it's a smooth transition for him, for a Chelsea point of view. Uh, but they will not do as good as Manchester United, unfortunately. They're just, I, I think they could be battling it out for seventh with, uh, with Newcastle, to be honest. Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham I have in fifth. Okay. It was so tough to determine who was going to just miss out on uh, mm-hmm. top four for me. And clearly you have both Arsenal and Tottenham in there. I don't. Ta- yeah. Tottenham is the team I have missing out. And, I mean, I'll spoil it. I have Arsenal in fourth. Yeah. But, and there's just one key reason really why i think that arsenal will edge out tottenham and it's because the tot the signings that tottenham have made they've been good signings they've had a pretty solid window in my opinion but they haven't made any real revolutionary they've been, signings i don't think their 11 improves at all maybe yeah Jed Spence. they don't they don't necessarily change their yeah. 11 at all and Listen, they. I love Antonio Conte as a manager. Okay. I think he's a Premier League proven manager. He's an everywhere proven manager. He won the. He broke Juventus's like, uh, title dynasty in Serie A, and then he just left. <laughs> <laughs> but he was great at Inter. He was great at Chelsea. Um, he's a fantastic manager who has already proven himself at Tottenham because he turned that team around and got him top four. Yep. Um, I think, you know, he's just a great manager. I don't think this, again, like you say, this Tom 11 hasn't even improved mm-hmm. that much. Um, but I still think that they're going to have a great season with um, Son and yeah. Kane and the fact that they have Richarlison, who won't impact their first 11, but will just make sure they don't lose too much momentum mm-hmm. if Son or Kane goes down. So they're... A fantastic team that will do really well this season. I just think that since I believe that Chelsea will finish in the top four, someone had to miss out, and for me, it's Tottenham. I I I have Tottenham in fourth. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the only reason that they're not pushing Liverpool and Manchester City is because they didn't have a. It'll, you know, a year from now we'll look back and say that they didn't have a good window. Uh, where Charleston is fine you know if you're predicting a cane injury and richarlson is now your nine for 2025 games fine but with if harry kane stays healthy which he has a couple times in years prior i mean he's two-time golden boot winner i believe uh-huh. uh richarlson won't even see the field that much uh ivan perisic is past his prime in my opinion uh Basuma, i don't think that's the good part of the window i think basuma jed spence i love their best signing in my opinion is jed spence he's fantastic i don't like emerson that much i think jed spence will take that spot by the end of the season claim on long is trash yeah we've already gotten like them. capital t trash yeah he's uh, <laughs> fraser force is fine as a backup 
Uh, mm. But like Parasite just passes Prime, or Charleston doesn't improve. Again, all all these players are players that don't really impact yeah. their eleven. I think yeah. maybe Basuma breaks their eleven. With Champions League football, you'd think they'd like grab somebody of like caliber, and they mm. just really haven't. You know, yeah. Basuma and Richarlison is their top tier signings. Uh, you know, talent wise, and they spent the most on both of them, and like fine like you spent 50 million on rich allison who scored like 11 goals in his best season like oh not well flopper just scored a bunch of goals but at everton uh i think the only reason they don't edge out arsenal well i'll get to in a second um is because they just didn't have enough ambition with champions league you know arsenal got higher caliber signings without champions league and now it could be down to the size of the club but uh (laughs) (laughs) i just wish i i and conte Talk about Conte a little bit. Um, he's he's good. He's like this is it's just a unique role for him. You know, he likes to push for titles wherever he goes with Chelsea, with Inter. He's never really been like pushing for top four, and it's just a unique role for him. Did he succeed last season? I think it was more to the downfall of Arsenal than it was to the succession of Tottenham. To be completely honest. Uh, I like Conte as a manager when he's pushing for titles, when he's pushing for top four, for top three. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that re- that's really all I have to say about Spurs. That I, I, a modest fourth. Top four is really is the goal for teams like Arsenal, Spurs, and uh, even Chelsea. Well, everyone, every, everyone, everyone, everyone not named six. Liverpool and City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think I haven't getting it. Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, so Arsenal, I have them fourth. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't want to get into Arsenal because even though I started, I was about to mm-hmm. start talking about Arsenal and the Tom predictions. But as I was saying, the one thing that puts Arsenal above Tottenham is that they have made a revolutionary signing and Gabriel Jesus because yeah. Jesus changes everything going yeah. forward for Arsenal. He is just, he takes their attack two notches above. I'm going to let you say everything you have to say and then... Um, this will not be a discourse. You say your uh-huh. piece, and I will say mine. Go ahead. Yeah, he completely changes everything going forward. He takes this Arsenal front line up at least two notches. Mm-hmm. Alexandra Lacazette, you know, provided very, very little last season. When Lacazette was playing well, he was a good striker who could finish his chances, and he linked up well with... Uh, the, well, he linked up well with the... They weren't... Aubameyang and Lacazette weren't really on the field. Last season. Last in season. previous years, yes. yes, they had a nice link. I thought we were talking about his career at Arsenal, not just last no. year. Just in the sake for the sake of just last year, mm-hmm. when he was playing well, he was a decent striker who didn't score that many goals, but had a nice link up play yeah. with the midfield. Yeah. But for the most part, he couldn't even do that, which was just absolutely detrimental to our front line. Yep. Even Eddie Niketia came in and played and just made yeah. such a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's not even goal that good. So. And he, he, he has gotten a lot better, but yeah, Eddie Niketia isn't the standard for a yeah. top four pushing yeah. uh, club. But yeah, but Jesus, I mean, again, I'm not one to read into preseason unless it's drastic, yeah. but the things I've seen from Arsenal this preseason, they've just looked so impressive. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to ignore. Yeah, and it is hard to ignore. I've, historically, I try not to get overly optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm a conservative like pessimist yeah. just to like keep my emotions in check yeah. but it is just really promising what i've seen from him he's such a good link up player he finishes his chances he's really the main thing that um that changes 
Arsenal this season and puts them in top four. I could talk a little bit about the fact that uh, they're improving their wing back depth with the fact that they have Zinchenko. And now with the signing of Saliba, Ben White can slip in at right back if Tommy Asu gets mm-hmm. injured. But it's really Jesus that pushes them into top four. <clears throat> so I'm going to change my hat for a second. <clears throat> Arsenal are finishing third this year, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I, am, I have not predicted them to finish higher. I had them finishing fourth in 2020 2019-20 this is the first time i have them finishing in the top four since they fell out of top four this is the highest i've ever predicted arsenal to finish and not only do i think that they are going to push top four they are going to or push top three they're going to push liverpool and city they will they will be within (laughs) they will be within 10 points of 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 the title come the end of the season I'm telling you this right now. That is my prediction of the season. There, if and the huge thing with this is injuries. If they lose party, the whole team is derailed. If they lose like Tomiyasu, derail. Oh, maybe not because you can swap. Party's been away. injured for but like half of Arsenal's it, career. That's <laughs> the thing. Uh, Ramsdale. I didn't like what I saw from Matt Turner. To be honest, he was one of the few players preseason that I was like a uh, little shaky. But. Gabriel Jesus, you said it to, you know, you gave the Jesus signing a lot of praise. I'm here to give him more. This is going to go down as one of the signings of the last decade for Arsenal. He is so talented. And I think not only will we see how talented Gabriel Jesus is this year, but we'll see how poorly Lacazette and Aubameyang were playing as top four pushing strikers comparatively over the last four seasons. Aubameyang had this much, this much link-up play for <laughs> Arsenal. This much. And Lacazette had, like, this much link-up play for Arsenal. Like, well, Lacaz- maybe a Lacazette more. was a very good link-up player. He, he wasn't was. much of a goal scorer, though. But when you're pushing for titles and you're pushing top four, it doesn't matter whether Aubameyang can score braces against Spurs. It doesn't matter. It matters whether you can have a striker that can go to Burnley, score a goal in the 85th minute when you've been pushing, for 85 minutes to get a goal and get you three points and you do that five times at norwich at fulham at southampton that's what wins you titles that's what's won city titles and that's what's won liverpool titles and that's what's going to win arsenal titles in the next couple of years not this year and it's more up to the fact that there's a tier above them that's just their own tier however if you're comparing this arsenal team the players themselves to what they were last season you're mistaken because the reason you have young players is that so that they can progress and get better. And it's exactly what Odegaard, Saka, Smithrow, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Ben White, William Saliba is going to be so like Van Dyke to your center back. I'm telling you right now, this guy is so good. He's insane first step. He's stronger than anybody he'll ever play against. He's big. He can get his meaty French forehead on anything. Alexander Zinchenko is another fantastic signing. You need those offensive wingbacks to, to push for uh, top four, and he's one of them. There's just... This team is just going to cook this year. And I, I was admittedly Arteta out, and you know this, mm-hmm. for the first two months of last season. As 
let's be honest, like 70% of Arsenal fans were. Okay, I was not, all right? I did not. (laughs) Uh, You were in the 30. (laughs) But he kind of knows what he's doing. He does. And he's had this group for a while. It's officially his squad. Very small amounts of uh, Unai Emery signings left. This team is going to absolutely cook this year. And it's not going to be against the cities and Liverpools. You're going to see it against the Southamptons and the Palaces. Hopefully you'll see it on Friday. Mm-hmm. It, I hate going into Zellers Park, by the way. If they can pull out like a 3-0 victory against... I just think this team is going to absolutely cook. Absolutely cook. And you're going to see it from every area. This team is going to break out like you've never seen before. Arsenal are coming in third. I'm taking my Arsenal hat off. Well, I'm not condoning uh, Arsenal title push, but <laughs> but I do agree to a lesser extent with everything you're saying. Everything you're saying is right. I just don't think it's going to be to as much of an extent as you're saying. Sure. So, anyway. For the, in the interest of time, who are your Premier League champions this year? My Premier League champions are... Man City. Very boring. My ma- my <laughs> champions are also Man City this year. I tried so hard to make I'd Liverpool probably, my champions. I probably tried harder, to be honest. <laughs> I tried so hard. And I'm not saying I'm not saying whatsoever that I don't think Liverpool can win. Because I absolutely think that Liverpool can win. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think if anyone tries to say that they have like a genuine like standout reason why one's gonna win over the other, I think you're lying. So I hope that well, you. Well, I think I one. do. <laughs> okay, I think you're lying. It's depth, but continue. <laughs> there's, there's just so little to separate these teams. There really is, but for the sake of just integrity, I feel like I needed a reason to be able to say why I thought Liverpool could win the title when Man City have won the last two. And there's nothing I could say for Liverpool as to why they would win it over City. Yeah. City have been ruthless in the Premier League. For the last five years, they've won four of the last five. They've signed one of the best strikers in the world, who, again, will be one of the best strikers in the world for the next decade. I just don't see a reason why they don't win. It's not that complicated it, for me. They're <laughs> also just too deep. Like, worst case scenario, their back line is Laporte yeah. Stones, which is still a Premier the League winning center. The back line depth is... Worst case scenario, their midfield is Gunduan. Calvin Phillips, Bernardo Silva. That mm. wins you the Premier League. Worst case scenario, your Erling Holland goes yeah. down because he's had injury issues. Uh that now you have If Van Dyke goes down for Liverpool, it's over. It's, it's over. It's over. There's no one if that can... Salah goes down. It's over. Even when De Bruyne went down last season for City, yeah. they didn't miss a step. No, not at They're all. just ruthless. And they know how to do it. I was talking about it just a second ago with Arsenal. It's really not about the games against Liverpool. For City, it's about the games. It's just about taking three points when you need to take three points. And Man City have absolutely mastered the art of that. Now, Liverpool do it too. But City are just, they, 90 minutes, they just brutalize you and eventually the ball goes over the line. They play this brand of soccer that's just perfect for 38-team no-playoff seasons where just they just keep going and going and going and they have so much talent. Every play... Yao Cancelo can play right wing. Like, Mares can play left back. De Bruyne can play left wing. Like, every player on that team can play every position. They're just so talented and so disciplined, so tactically strong. Pep Guardiola is the best manager in the history of football, in my opinion. There's just no way to stop them. And Liverpool, while being extremely good, 
And Liverpool might get the best of City in the Champions League, but certainly not over a 38-game Premier League season. That's what that's my reasoning. But for Liverpool, just to talk a little bit more about yeah. Liverpool, uh, I don't think they had a good window. Losing Mane and picking up Nunes is not good at all. Again, you're a bit more harsh on Nunes I, I than don't I like am. Nunes. If you want to listen to me talk a little bit more about Nunes, talk about the podcast that came out a couple days ago. Uh-huh. Uh, but they lost Mane. They lost Divock Origi, who is kind of a big deal for Liverpool. <laughs> not a huge yeah. deal, obviously. But he's a very nice player that's picked him up, you know, dozens yeah. of points over the last two years. Uh. I just they haven't had a good window. I their windows in the past have been better. They yeah. never really spend big, um, but they always get it right. Mm. And this year, I wish they just spent a little bit more money. Yeah, City have a, a very good yeah. window with the signings of Holland, Calvin Phillips, Phillips. and Julian yeah. Alvarez. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, they, they don't honestly need any of them to win the Champions, the the, the Premier League. But yeah, it certainly bolsters their team. They had a lot of big losses though. Sterling, Jesus, Sinchenko, and Fernandinho are. A lot mm-hmm. of depth losses yeah. that will be felt, but they're just so deep, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and that'll do it. That is the that is the Premier League predictions. The full Premier League predictions. I I don't think I was too I think a lot of my predictions are year to year are pretty similar. Like I follow the same trends. Uh besides the fact that I put Arsenal in third, which I'm gonna regret undoubtedly. Uh but end of year awards. Who's your player of the year? My player of the year is Harry Kane. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm banking on him being healthy for the whole year. Um, I think he was robbed of player of the year uh, two years ago when he finished as mm-hmm. both top scorer and top assister. Mm-hmm. Same way with Salah this year. I think I love Kevin De Bruyne, but I think Salah still should have won PFA player of the year over him this year. Um. Yeah, I think Kane, when he has a full campaign to his name, mm-hmm. he's one of the best players in the Premier League, and I think he will be next year. Um, Son is in his prime. Kulosevsky is going to be a fantastic player on that right-hand side. Like I said, even though I'm predicting Tottenham to finish fifth, they could very easily finish top four, and I think as a team, they'll still improve in their performances. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Kane, he's one of the best players to... He's really one of the best players to ever play in the Premier League, really. It's very possible that he finishes as as the top scorer ever in the Premier League if he stays for his entire career. No doubt. And, yeah, I think he'll be player of the year this year. I have Kevin De Bruyne. It really no, like, like substance behind this. Just if Man City wins the league, odds are... Kevin De Bruyne is going to have a really good year. Mm. Uh, and he's just so unbelievably good, unbelievably consistent. Uh, I just have faith that Kevin De Bruyne is going to put together another good year. Um, it's really whether a, a player can come out of the woodworks and have a better season than him. You really know what you're going to get from Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, but if no one does, if Man City dominates the league again, it's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. Golden boot. Golden boot? I have Harry Kane. <laughs> uh, Non-surprising. I also yeah. have Harry Kane. Um, the reason I didn't put him as player of the year is because uh he's gonna go on the il at some point um whether it's for a month or two it doesn't ruin his golden boot campaign so be it but i he i think kevin de Bruyne, if he puts together a 30 good 38 game season there's no one who's gonna beat him young player of the year young player of the year i have bakayo saka okay um i did say that bakayo saka he's the favorite by the way is he, he, he him he's actually 
Well, since I it's been look. lowered to 21. That's one of the reasons uh, why. Holland's no longer yeah. good. No uh, Holland, Sancho's no, no, no Sancho, Foden, no longer good. It's mm. really a low. It's like Gahey's there. Gallagher's there. Uh, but Martinelli, I think, is the second favorite. Um, really? To win it. Yeah, but, I'm, not, I'm not too surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said that Sokka's goals and assist production may go down just because Jesus is going to have just a big share of goals. Um, honestly, more realistically, Sokka will probably have more assists than they did last year. But yeah, Sokka is just such a high quality player. He has so much potential, so there's really no reason why he won't improve in his performances week to week. And again, with, um, with the age being dropped to 21... He's really, there's no surprise why he's a runaway favorite. And that's why I, I have him as Young Player of the Year. Uh, I have William Saliba. Uh, really? He is currently 21 years old. He is eligible for the award. He is going to be, for a combination of reasons. One, I don't think it's that big of a field this year. It's like between Saka, Martinelli, Gahey, uh, like Jacob Ramsey. Um, I, I wouldn't the, be surprised if Jacob Ramsey wins. Yeah, by the way. Uh, Jacob Ramsey's really good. Uh, and we didn't even talk about him for some video, but um, but William Saliba is a stud. Like he's an absolute stud. People don't understand how good he was at Marseille, to be honest. And at uh, uh he made Team of the Year in yeah. uh, League One last yeah, year. Yeah, he was. I think he was young. He may have been phenomenal. Player of the and year you there. ask anybody, like there are interviews on interviews on interviews of these managers that have coached William Saliba and been like, "Fucking, I I hope Arsenal don't take him back because he it's gonna be." A shot, a gut shot, losing him in our defense. Uh, he's gonna be a stud, and he will be for years to come. Hopefully, he stays at at our beautiful club. Well, it's a bold prediction to say that he'll get enough minutes this year yeah. to be young player of the year because he first has to break <laughs> himself into that starting eleven consistently, pretty much ahead of Ben White, unless sure. Tomiyasu is injured for a significant amount of time. Yeah, which again, probable, but. And with that. We'll com- we're running a little long, but we want to get the complete uh, prediction in. Didn't want to leave anything out, uh-huh. cut anything short. Wanted the full descriptions. No intro, no outro this time. Just raw, raw dog in the fucking content <laughs> today. I'm going to look like an idiot come May, but that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> All I right. think I'll probably look like a big, bigger idiot based on my... Uh... My uh, bust FPL team. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll uh, see. Yeah. With that, enjoy the Premier League. I'm more than excited. I will be watching, obviously, on Friday. But it's gonna be a fantastic season. I can't wait. Me neither. Adios.